Hey! You know, uh, I was uh, sitting in my dream tank a couple weeks ago, and I was just spending time with God, and His miracle power, His suddenly power was being made real evident to me in a real special way. And I don't know if Mama Alberta hears me upstairs or not, but sometimes I just get where I shout. Why not today? Right now. Healing in your body. Why not now? Death cancellation. It's going to happen sometime. Why not now? See? Hallelujah. Well, I sure wish it would happen. No, 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 no. No, snap out of that. Snap out of that. God will move as fast as we'll believe. <laughs> got any believers in the house tonight? I believe we got a whole church full of them. Father, we thank you for this gathering tonight. Thank you, Lord God, that what you've placed in my heart for these, your precious people, it comes out in a flow that is unforgettable. Unforgettable. It is pressed and imprinted in their spirit so strong that it's the very catalyst that moves them in such a multiplied fashion forward that their lives will forever be changed. I thank you for your anointing. I thank you for the gifts of the Spirit. I thank you for your leadership, your direction, your unction, your river of anointing flowing through this place. Thank you, Master. In Jesus' mighty name, so be it. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Thank you, guys. Praise the Lord. Well, I deeply apologize for being a little late. But you know, uh, when Daniel set himself to seek the Lord, from the first time that he prayed, God was moving. His answer was coming. But there was a lot of traffic. Angelic traffic, demonic traffic, that, that tried to hinder that from heaven manifesting Daniel's answer, right? Well, there was a lot of traffic between here and Orlando. My goodness, I was loving Florida. I don't need no I-4. Put me down on a beach somewhere. So just but uh, I got my wife her little mama's day's gift today 
Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's jump into the Word. Proverbs chapter 12. Let's go to our springboard verse tonight. Let's do a quick review. And then go where God wants us to go. It's good to be here. It's good to be here. Love being with your pastors. They always extend gracious hospitality to us. And I eat more wings when I'm in Florida than any. <laughs> Let's look at verse 9. Proverbs 12, 9. He that is despised and hath a servant is better than he that honors himself and lacks bread. Now, just quickly in review, last night I was, I was uh, bringing out the truth about better. That better actually means above. Above where you used to be. It's not the best. Right? But it's better. Driving a better car. Not the best. But you're on your way to the best. And when you get to the best, you conclude this. There ain't no better. That's how you know when you're at the best. How many of you like to go there? We're just, there ain't no better. Don't get no better than this. You ever heard that? Don't get no better than this, right? Then when don't get no better than this, you at the best. See, not what you call no better than this, right? But what God calls. Amen? So, uh, it says here, he that is despised, and I brought out last night, I'm real tunnelly up here. Uh I brought out last night, thank you. I brought out last night how that if you're going to go on with God, you have to be prepared to be despised. You know, we know about persecution and all that. It comes with a hundredfold. You're well taught here. That's why I enjoy coming here where I can just come and just share my heart. So uh, it says... He that is despised is better than he that honors and has the servant is better than he that honors himself and lacks. Right? And when it says lacks bread, that is a profound word, bread. Right? Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word which proceeds out of the mouth of God. And so uh, we were talking about uh, how... It says over there in Matthew 6 that there's two systems and you cannot serve two masters or you'll hold to one and despise the other, right? You'll love one, hate the other. You cannot serve God and that mammon or that monetary Babylonian worldly lending borrowing system. And to try to get the body of Christ to despise that system is difficult because you were born into it. You know, probably, probably, probably most of us uh, were born into a debt. Our parents probably, you know, had, 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 had it stretched them uh, just to have you on the planet. Come on, right? 
And they, 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 they weren't in an exceeding grace Christian Center Church. That truth wasn't being preached, right? And so, you know, they did what they could, worked hard, you know, and, and but all, in all their working. It just didn't seem to make ends meet. You know those ends don't ever meet. They don't ever meet. Not like that they don't, right? And so, uh, you know, when I was a youngster, uh, when I, when I uh, turned uh, 15, 16 years old, Mama took me down to the bank, co-signed a $500 loan, right? And then just took me to the next window and had me uh, take that $500 and put it in a savings account. And then six months later, pull it back out and uh, pay off that loan. Now I had credit. Isn't that, isn't that smart? <laughs> right? But see, out on the street dealing drugs, I could make a whole lot of money in one day. Right? <laughs> see? And so, why do you think criminals and thieves and those that are hustling the system are doing what they're doing. They're trying to get around that Babylonian system that just chokes you, right? That's why it says do not despise a thief when he's caught. Make him pay back sevenfold. But understand why he's doing it. He's trying to get get away from what you getting away from or, or gotten out of, see? And so we brought out last night not to despise prophesying. God is going to bring a prophetic word to you that is going to, is going to cause you to, uh, it'll challenge you out of your natural, naturalism. It'll get you moving in a direction that you're not accustomed to. It's going to, it's going to move you into a action that requires Bible faith. See? And so uh, that's why when the prophetic word comes, a lot of times it's, it, it's a word that corrects you. It, the Bible goes on to say, despise not the, the correction of the Lord, the chastening of the Lord, the education of the Lord. And see, so God, as he's teaching you to profit, is going to correct you. And, you, and, and the worst thing you can do is despise correction. Well, I don't know why pastor always looks at me when he says that. <laughs> you know why? You know, I, I, I do this. I do, I, I do the pastor scan back home. I'll say something like that, and I'll say, if you were wondering, was I talking to you, let me do the pastor scan. <laughs> so every one of you can say, yeah, he was looking right at me. <laughs> right? Come on. Don't despise correction. Man, if you, if, if, if you don't need correction, then you already got it. See, correction, is, is, it takes correction to get out of that system. Because that system just is it's, it's pulling on you. It's attracting you all the time. See, when, I, when I, uh, we went to... When I bought Mama that car today, uh, they had this. They had this thing right beside 
the desk that said, uh, we can help you get what you want. In big letters, want. It's a lending institution, right? And I looked at that, and I said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Cash. Yes, cash. Hallelujah. Right? See, and see, God has that for everybody. He has that for everybody. Not just Pastor Philip Mom Alberta. Not just Pastor Jonathan, Pastor Kemp. He has that for everybody. But the way it works is through spiritual laws and obedience. And we have to implement uh, those simultaneously to achieve that. See? So uh, we looked at being, getting, <laughs> getting looks, uh, people telling you off to your face. You know, uh, I've, had some, I've had some stuff in uh, 30 years of walking this, and I choose not to focus on that. You know, but it's real. It's real, and it, 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 try, it, tries, to, it tries to pull the fuse out of your dynamite. See? But uh, you know better than that, right? Okay, let's get into where we're going tonight. That's all the review you're getting. Right? Now, uh, can I make you mad? That's what helped me. Is when the preacher man made me mad. Not mad at the preacher. Mad at the devil. So let's go to the mad book. You know, you know what a mad book is, don't you? Oh, you know what a mad book is? Lamentations. <laughs> you in that book? You was in that book this morning, wasn't you? No. It's where your pages are all stuck together. You ain't got nothing highlighted. You don't even know why it's in the Bible. You've read it once and it didn't make no sense. You just left it alone. <laughs> Capitulo Cinco. <laughs> Chapter Five. Let me know when you're there by saying hallelujah. hallelujah. Let's look at verse 1. Remember, O Lord, what has come upon us. Consider and behold our reproach. Our inheritance is turned to stranger. Let's stop right there. Our inheritance is turned, and if you look that up, it's turned over. To strangers. Somebody is living in your house. Your house. Okay, hold your place right here. Go back to Deuteronomy. I got I to make sure everybody uh, is with me before this airplane takes off. Deuteronomy chapter 2. 
I want all my stuff. All of it. See? In verse 31, we were here last night. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have begun to give Sion and his land. So it's Sion's land in the physical. But in the inheritance, it's God's people's. It's the people of God's land. Right? I have begun to give. Don't miss that. It's a beginning process. And we looked at last night, who hath despised the days of small beginnings. Remember that? Right? So when you, see, you start to see God move and you hear, you know, well, pastor just goes out and buys a car and here I am. You know, I needed a muffler. <laughs> Don't despise when you see God's hand help you with that muffler because there was a time when I needed a muffler and I tried to do it in my power, in my might. And I got that thing all hooked up, cost me about eight or Ten hours on a Saturday when I should have been preparing for Sunday morning service and then driving to church, the thing still fell off. And the Lord, the Lord told me, he said, why don't you take it to a, to a muffler place? Money. 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 See? Took it to a muffler place and there was a car just like my car on the rack and uh i'm, I'm saying to 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 the people i need that i need that muffler fix well this car's on the rack well ain't nobody working on that the lady lady hadn't come in to pay the bill lady ain't come in to pay the bill no she don't have the money how much is the bill i think it was 330 dollars i said well praise the lord Lord said, pay it. I said, I don't know that woman. He said, you know me? Exactly. Setting me up. And I sit there. I said, sir, uh, I'm going to pay for that. The guy goes, guy goes crazy. He said, you gonna, why, would you be, why would you do that? I said, because God just told me to pay for that. Tears came in his eyes. He said, I know this woman. She don't have no money. And she needs that car fixed. I said, well, fix it. Right? And then get my muffler fixed. And just as soon as the muffler gets fixed, and I pay for both cars, I turn around and go home, and there's, there's more than enough money waiting on me where God blesses me. Hallelujah. Well, I sure wish that happened to me. It don't happen by wishing. See? See? And that was a time when me and Mama Albert, we didn't have money. Like we do now. Hallelujah. See? And so... Uh, he says here, and the Lord said unto me, Behold, I begun to give Zion and his land before thee, begin to possess 
that you may inherit his land. So somebody is living on your property. And guess what? By law and in the physical realm, they actually own it. But in God's spiritual laws, when he can get you tithing, sowing seed, speaking the word, walking in covenant, staying out of strife, thanking God, worshiping Him, He'll show you a piece of property that maybe somebody is already occupying or it might be a vacant lot or whatever. It might be both. I don't know. But you, you'll know that you know that you know that God says that's yours. And so He'll say, begin. I have begun to give it. You begin to possess it. Now, me and Mom Alberta, we want a house in St. Petersburg. Now I got a guitar down here, and I got a car down here that needs a house. I'll tell you what, last night, uh, uh, Robert came up to me, and he's telling me about uh, Andy Griffith. Andy Griffith, you get credit once. Now it's after that is mine. Talking about Opie. Opie went out and, and bought him one of the little dinger bells. Ding, 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 right? And he brought that thing home, and his, his dad said, uh, what you doing with that bell? He said, well, I can't afford a bike right now, but I could afford the bell, so I got the bell, and the bike going to come up underneath that bell. <laughs> come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You just, you, you begin to possess. You begin to possess. See, you start moving in that direction. Now, if you look at verse 24, it says, rise ye up, take your journey. How many of you know you on a journey? Come on now. You on a victory journey. You on a king journey an ambassador journey, a wealthy journey, a healthy journey. You on a journey, not a, not a failure, but of good success, right? Now watch this. Rise up. You can't stay. Rise up means change position. I've taught that here before. You have to change your position to rise up. You can't stay in the same position and expect everything to change. That's why God will tell you, for instance, if you're if you a $10 offering giver or if you're a $20 offering giver or a $50 offering giver or a $100 offering giver or a $500 or a 1000 or what, he'll, he'll come along and, 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 and he'll say, all right, now, uh, you've been going around that mountain too long. And, and see, the normal comeback, the normal comeback for that is, well, bless God, when I see the harvest off that, then we'll jack it up there. And that ain't a lick of faith in it. See? 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 So he, he starts moving you beyond where you have, have, have arrived at. Because he's taking you into a higher level, a higher dimension of living. Now, remember, look, there's three, there's three, there's three elevations. There's a, another level, then there's another dimension, and then there's another realm. Yeah. 
Now, we are all born into the realm, the kingdom. But we don't know how to operate in that kingdom without this book and without some teaching. Right? And so, uh, you know, we want to go to another level. And that another level is great. But what is better than another level is a dimension. Is a dimension. You know, if... Uh, If I was on top of this roof and I told Pastor Jonathan, come on up and join me. It's good. You can really see, you can see more from here. You need to see more, this higher dimension. And he gets a ladder and he puts it on the side of the church and he climbs up that ladder and he gets to the top and he's looking around. And he said, oh, you, you're right. You're right, Dad. You can see better, but he stays on the ladder. See, that's just one level to another level to another level to another level. On, on, on levels, you're limited in movement. But if he gets off that ladder and gets on that roof, now he's, he can go north, south, east, west. The dimension opens up. Are you following? And so, uh, and above that is the realm of God. Where levels and dimensions abide. And it's endless. Are you following this? Now watch this. Rise ye up, take your journey, and pass over the river Arnon. Behold, I've given into your hand. Sion the Amorite, king of Hezbon, and his land. Now look, he says, I've given it. But he says, begin to possess it. See, we got this problem with, well, God wants me to have it. He'll give it to me. Haven't you heard that with baptism of the Holy Ghost? Well, if God wants me to speak in tongues, he, he has to give it to me. How many of you know you got to possess it? you got to want it. Right? Well, if God wants me to save, he'll just have to save me. No, you got to want it. Draw nigh to God, he'll draw nigh to you. Same thing in the area of prosperity. You just, you just can't sit. And just always be waiting for something to happen. You got to stir the waters. You got to do something that keeps you in expectation. And what does that in the financial arena is always sowing seed, not the normal. Not the normal seed. It has to be something that challenges you. And it keeps your expectation up. Now, look at this. I've given in thy hand Sion the Amorite, king of Hezbon, his land. Begin to possess it and contend with him. In what? Oh, no, battle. See, look, folks, the Bible says fight the good fight of faith. Most Christians are always battling defensively. Oh, you know what the devil told me? He told me I would never. You know what the devil brought to my attention? You know what the devil been tormenting me with? You know what the... Whoa, whoa. You're supposed to be tormenting him. You're supposed to be just aggravating hell. See? 
And you, you can't, and I understand attacks to the enemy. I understand, you know, the devil trying to bring those familiar spirits and tempting you and trying to pull you back. I get that. But, you know, we, we're not supposed to live our entire Christian walk casting down imaginations at that same level. Somewhere along the line, you're going to recognize I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. And the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who gave himself for me. I'll not frustrate the grace of God. See? The prince of this world cometh and he hath nothing in me. See? So, uh, back over here in Lamentations, in the, in the Mad Book, <laughs> it says, Remember, O Lord, what is come upon us. Consider and behold our reproach. Our inheritance is turned over to the strangers, and there's aliens living in our houses. <laughs> Aliens. What's an alien? Some, some, some creature that ain't from this planet. Right? Now watch this. Our inheritance is turned to strangers, our houses to aliens. We are orphans and fatherless, and our mothers are as widows. We have drunken our water for money. Well, let's stop right there. You know you pay for the water you drink? Well, I drink mine out of the tap. You pay for it. You pay for it. You go in a hotel, you really going to pay for it. Bottle of water. Right? It's our water. It's our water. And we paying for our water. Oh, look what it says. We have drunken our water for money. Somebody making money off our water? I don't like that. <laughs> See, this is the mad book. We're supposed to be making money off our water. It's our water. Well, no, I, I, I beg different. With you. Well, don't beg. <laughs> well, that, you know, the utility company owns that. God gave this planet to his children. That's our water. Now, don't go into Publix. Get you a big old cart. Have that thing loaded up. 
Where are you going with that? That's my water. Eyes in church. And the apostle of God said, in the mad book, <laughs> we gotta turn we gotta turn this around, folks. Now watch this. We have drunken our water for money. And Lowe's and Home Depot and all that, they selling us wood. It is our wood. Our wood is sold under we buying our own stuff back. You seeing this? That's our wood. Now again, don't go to Lowe's. Lowe's. Get you a bunch of two by fours and four by eight sheets of plywood and gonna build a deck and everything else. What is God saying here? All of this belongs to us, but strangers are living in it and making money off of our stuff to begin with. How many of you know Noah's your grandpa? He owned the whole planet one time. He owned the whole planet. If you'd wanted a chicken, you had to get it from Noah. Come on now. See? For through the ages, God's people walked away from God being the supply and started turning into this wheeling, dealing system. And next thing you know, somebody that's operating apart from God started looking and saying, you know what? Uh, you know, I could, I could uh, trade you this bowl of beans for your birthright. And all of a sudden, Esau then despised his birthright. Come on now, for a bowl of beans. Come on now. And people begin to sell out. People begin, begin to sell their souls for what they thought was the good life. Right? Now watch this. We have drunken water for our for our, we have drunken our water for money. Our wood is sold unto us. Our necks are under persecution, I guess. Why? We labor and we don't have no vacation. Don't have no vacation. I mean, any kind of vacation, my goodness, you know, uh, it, it, it stretches you. I mean, it just, it just, it just, stretch, it just stretches you to go on vacation. How are we going to do that? Well, we're just going to do it. How are we going to do it? We ain't got no money to do it. Well, uh, we're going to get a tent. 
and uh, I found us a camping spot, and it's uh, for the weekend, uh, $50, and we get some hot dogs and marshmallows, and we just tell the kids, you know, we're going to have fun. So there you are around the campfire. Ain't nobody having fun. The heathen friends at school, they, they talking about where they went on vacation. They wasn't cooking no hot dogs. And, well, we having fun. This is family. And the whole reason, I'm not saying that you can't have a good time with hot dogs and marshmallows around a campfire, if that's what you want to do. Not that's what you have to do. <laughs> See? We paying for water. We paying for wood. Strangers are living in our house. Right? And... We ain't got no rest. Why? Because we have to keep on working. Why? We got to have money to get water. And who are we buying that water from? The ones that are resting. They floating on a yacht somewhere. Come on now. This is the mad book. Until you get mad, until you despise that system, until you sit there and look at those, the, that Babylonian chain, ball and chain that, is, that you're dragging around through life that's choking your, your marriage, it's choking your, your, your kids, it's choking your ministry, it's choking everything that you want to do, but, you, but you're still playing with it. You've got to sit there and say, I can't live like this anymore. I got, to, I, got, I got to sever it. And when me and Mama Alberta made up our mind, we're going to sever that thing, we didn't take no vacation. We didn't take no vacation. Matter of fact, we finally, we finally got to where we had $300. $300. And, boy, I'll tell you what, we were happy. I mean, everything's paid. And we got $300. Right? And we in church, and the Lord says, you see a couple over there? I said, I don't see nobody. <laughs> you know that you know that you know that little thing you know that little thing you know that you know you know that voice because he's got seed when he's got that seed tone right and he said i want you to give that couple three hundred dollars i've shared this here before haven't i Three yeses and the rest, I don't know. So, I looked at my wife. 
I said, Lord said to give that couple three hundred dollars. She said, Well, go on, do it then. She's always like that. <laughs> so I went up to them. I did not know that they were going on vacation the next day and was three hundred dollars short, and they were believing God. So we gave them the three hundred dollars. Those are shouting. I'm going. <laughs> Right? And so uh, uh, a few weeks later, we're in the church, and, I, and we'd, I'd led, been out on the street leading some people to the Lord, and, and, and this one rug, pretty rugged dude and his wife uh, led, him, led him to the Lord. And uh, they came up to us, and they handed uh, me this uh, trip to the Bahamas. And, and I looked at it, and I'm thinking, right, right. You know, hey, you see all this stuff, right? And so I, I, I took it home, and I just threw it over there and, and didn't do nothing with a few days, right? And I think it was Mama Alberta said, well, what's this up here? And I said, well, you know, so-and-so, they gave this thing. You know, you know how them trips are. And she said, well, did you read it? I said, oh, no, not really. She said, you better read that. So I read it, and it said, this is a trip for two to the Bahamas. Everything paid. And it's transferable from who had won the original uh, contest or put their names in to win this, right? So I called them up. You know, I'm, I'm, a, hus I'm a hustler, right? <laughs> What's the hustle? So I called them up, and they said... Uh, I told them who I was, and they said, oh, yeah, it's very transferable. I said, what's the catch? There's no catch. What, it, what, 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 how much do we have to pay? There's nothing you have to pay. Everything is paid from airport. They said, where do you live? I said, well, the airport's Lexington. Everything is paid from Lexington all the way to the Bahamas. Your hotel is paid. All your meals are paid. The tips are paid. The taxis paid. I'm sitting there. Well, what, what kind of, what kind of uh, thing are you trying to sell us down there? You know, what kind of timeshare is going on there? Oh, y'all know about that, right? They said, there is none. Two medical doctors have decided instead of paying taxes, they're sending, what was it, 25 couples to the Bahamas and writing it off on their taxes. I said, Mom, I better we going to the Bahamas. <laughs> Bahama Mama. <laughs> now, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we got on that airplane, everything was premier. When we landed in, in the Bahamas, they're sitting there waiting. They didn't stick us in some little cheap cab or nothing. They had uh, nice vehicles, and they took us, and, and, and they had us already checked in in a very exquisite hotel. One meal for four of us. I saw the ticket. It was $350. Fine dining. Fine dining, right? Everything, everything. And they tell you, don't you pay for anything. Nothing. Right? Right? Well, no, $300 ain't going to get that. 
we come back from there and, and then we had an all-paid uh, vacation to Gulf Shores, Alabama. Right, right down a beach house. Everything paid. Twice. Right? And vacation after vacation after vacation after vacation. Paid. Off of one $300 seat. No more hot dogs and marshmallows. <laughs> Hun, we just need to get away and get with God. Well, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. But you know, God don't God God'll meet you in a penthouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to Curacao Island and I'd found this hotel online. It's supposed to be this beach stuff beach front all this stuff, and we got to, it was not as advertised. And, and, and Alberta, Alberta said, ain't no way you're going to get me to stay here. I said, you're right. <laughs> so we go down to the uh, Renaissance, what is that? Renaissance. And uh, we go in there. We don't have no reservation, but we got God. We go in there, and I said, uh, y'all have any rooms available? And, and this in here is saying, not a room, a suite. I said, honey, look, let's just get a room. <laughs> no. I want a suite. I said, <laughs> you sweet thing, you. <laughs> so I'm up there. And, and I said, ma'am, do you have anything available? And, and she said, uh, well, we have one king non-smoking room. And she said, and we have uh, the presidential suite. Yeah. Yeah. I said, how much is a king? <laughs> right? $500 a night. See, oh, see, you got required in here right there of the king. And she's over here, sweet, sweet, sweet. And I said, should I stop? No. I said, what about that uh, presidential suite? It was 1500 Now listen to me. I can pay that. I don't want to pay that. I can pay that. I don't want to pay that. So I looked at her and said, 1500 She said, you know what? I think I can do better than that. I said, I think you can too. <laughs> and I told, I, I looked, yeah, well, yeah. And, but first, uh, she went, she went down to nine, and then she went to eight, and then she went to seven, and then she went to six, and she said, I got to get manager approval on six. I said, yeah, you need manager approval on six. <laughs> and so she come out, and she said, the manager said, you can have that presidential suite for $600 a night. Now watch this, watch this, watch this. I said, 
Now, we're talking about a king for five and a presidential suite for six, right? Presidential suite. They don't, they, this is the best they have. It, it's, it's the whole end, right, of that fabulous hotel. And so uh, I said, can I see both of them? Sure. So they walked us through. We went in the king room. It's nice. When that presidential, I said, oh, Jesus. <laughs> this is where the man of God's supposed to lay his head. No, 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 watch this. Why? Why? Now, see, some of you are choking. See, your whole vacation would be on $500. I get that. I understand that. Don't despise the days of small beginnings. But if I just tell you about a $500 vacation and, and, and you just, you know, it, that, don't, that, don't, that don't make you mad enough. See? See? And, boy, I mean, we, 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 we I, could, I preach, boy. You talk about preaching. And guess what? God paid for the whole thing. I can pay for it. He takes care of the tab, but you got to step into that. I'm not telling you to go to Curacao and go in the Renaissance and say, hey, all this water belongs to me, all this wood belongs to me, and I'm staying in that presidential suite. And God's going to pay for it. They're going to ship you out of there. But these are, these are things you begin to learn. These are, these are things that begin to open up as you start moving in that dimension of prosperity and expectation you and i are supposed to be living like that right we're supposed to be living you know i started telling you about flying first class last night and got and went, went off in another direction but you know uh i've got thousands of dollars of seed in the ground for a, a helicopter and an airplane but here it is you know uh, you got all that seed in the ground expecting this, but you're not going to fly first class? See, I don't want, I don't want, I, I didn't, I at first did not want to shell out that money. Especially when it's only from here to there and here to there. Right? Right? Are you, is anybody listening to me? Or are you choking on this? See? But this is, Begin to possess. I have begun to give. Begin to possess. See, move, move into that dimension. Start moving forward. Do something beyond where you've been before. Are you following this? Watch this. Our next, under persecution, we labor and have no rest. We have given the hand. To who? The, the Egyptians represents the world. And to the... Now, you remember me telling you about the Assyrians? The plunders of God's temple? We've given our hand. Uh, do you all have that definition of hand right there handy? Did I, did I have it in the notes? Okay. Then put it up there. <laughs> Look at this. A hand. 
the open one indicating power means direction in total distinction from a closed one. So in other words, you handing your stuff over to the world, over to those that are plundering God's temple, and because you hand in your stuff over there, when you want that stuff, you got to pay for it and buy it back. You hearing this? See? Now watch this. We have given the hands of the Egyptians and Assyrians to be what? That is the total, 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 uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Deception. That the enemy uses is keep your belly full, even though your life is a wreck. Just keep somebody's belly full and take everything from them, but keep their belly full. Comfort food. Keep food. Keep them satisfied. You know, whatever, and however you got to do it. Food stamps, government food, however you got to do it. Just, just keep, just keep food. Just keep them existing, and be satisfied that they got their bread. Remember the children of Israel. What did they want to do when they were in the wilderness? Supposed to go in the promised land. They won't go back. Why? Because they were satisfied with bread. In other words, food. Their God is their belly. See, we were talking about this, I don't know, lunch or something. You know, when they're getting ready to kill somebody, execute somebody, they, they, they give them a meal. Why? Why do they give them a meal? It, it, it does something to the psyche, and it does something to the physical, to where, I mean, you, there you are, you go into the electric chair or in front of the firing squad, but you just ate you a big pizza. Steak, you don't want steak. Hey, Y'all got your last meal already picked out here. Steak for me, pizza over here, fried chicken, whatever. Whatever, because this thing's about to be over with. Right? That's what caused Adam and Eve to fall. Their bellies. Right? Come on now. And so that whole system is designed to just keep you with one nostril above water. And, 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 and you know, you got a little food on the table. And, you know, and... and, and Dreaming. And see, when, you, when you're 30, you're dreaming. One day it's going to change. It don't change. Then 40, you start looking around. And you start saying, man, this is, what's going on? And 50, your depression sets in. Or you're in jail because you tried to go around the system.
Right? Y'all, you hearing this? We have given our hand to the Egyptians, to the Assyrians. We've given them the power that God has given us. And the whole thing is upside down. We're sitting there working hard, having no rest, buying stuff that God gave to us. And we just keeping our mouth shut because, you know, we got bread. I ain't satisfied with bread. This is the mad book. Look at this, verse 7. Our fathers have sinned and are not. And we have borne their iniquity. We, we just walked right, we just did what they did. We walked right into what they were doing. Servants. Servants. Servants have ruled over us. Servants have ruled over us. The borrower is servant to the lender. Right? Servants are in charge. They telling you what you qualify for. Oh my boy, I, tell, I feel something right there. They tell you what you qualify for. How much? How much money you make? Come on, come on, sir. Let me see. Let me, and, and they won't take your word for it. We won't see the page. We won't see your page up. Who, who's your employer? We won't call them. They were, and you sitting there, and you sitting there, you know, and, and, and every time they're asking that, and they're on the phone, you can't hear what they're saying. You sitting there just like, oh, you know, and then all of a sudden they look at you and say, well, we can't do everything you wanted, but here's what we can do. And you just take whatever they hand out. Is anybody getting mad yet? See, if I was just making something up, then you wouldn't be mad. If this wasn't, if wasn't, if it's, if it's in the world we're living in, then you just sit there and say, "Well, he just making all that up." And he, but somehow, somewhere along the line, something I've said has smacked you in the face somewhere. Right? Now look at this. Servants have ruled over us, and there's none that delivers us out of the hand. You talk about hopelessness. How I many of you know this is pre-cross? 
right? How many of you know we have a deliverer? Huh? Amen. Praise God. Now watch this. We got our bread with the peril of our lives. Because of the sword in the wilderness. Our skin was... We won't go there right now, man. Hallelujah. Does that make you mad? Not, not our skin was black, but does that make you mad what we just read? Right? Now, let's get out of that mess. Let's get out of that mess. Go back to Proverbs. Yes, sir. Now, now look at this. He that is despised and has a servant is better than he that honors himself and lacks bread. See, people that live in lack and, and some, you know, some good folk, they just don't know truth. And they, and they, and they just think, you know, that's just, that's just the way life is. They don't understand. I mean, you know, and they, they've surrendered their life to Jesus, you know, as far as being born again. But they, 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 don't, they don't understand what you and I are uh, having revealed to us. And so they honor themselves. I might be poor, but I'm clean. Well, I might be poor, but we're proud. See, in other words, they, 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 they've, they've, uh, they've accepted that they are poor. And so they honor themselves. Right? They honor themselves in their poredom, if you will. Because the truth is, poverty will crush you. Poverty will oppress you. Poverty will just eat the life out of you. So somehow, somebody that's living in lack has to justify where they're at by honoring themselves. But I say, well, we might be poor, but we clean. We might be poor, but we work hard. We might be poor, but we proud. We, got, we, got, we, we, we might be poor, but we got a rich heritage. Grandpappy was poor, great-grandpappy was poor, but we, we, all that, Right? On the other hand, you got somebody that's being despised. Right? Now, if you if you got you got this one person over here that's got a servant. Got somebody that's doing things for him. Bringing stuff to him. Helping him out. And then you got this other guy over. Well, we're poor but clean. Now, if you had Average worldly people 
looking at those two, they would identify with the poor person. But the Bible says when that poor man delivered that city, remember that? That the poor man's wisdom was despised and his words were not heard. So you got a poor person over here, right, who they going to keep working. They going to keep that person buying water from them, buying wood from them. But you got somebody over here that's learning something. Not being, having a servant rule over them. But they are mastering the spiritual laws that govern this planet. And in mastering the spiritual laws, there are servants. I'm going to share one of them tonight. All right? A servant that works for you if you will become a master. Now, now listen. I know in all this uh, goofy racism that we got going on in this country, it's pitiful, that, that, that you can't even say a word anymore without, that's racist, right? Right? And one of those words now is master. I mean, you, who are you talking about master? Well, you, you getting your master's degree? Oh, that's, that's racist. Can't say master suite, right? Right? And all this stuff, it's goofy. MasterCard, you ain't talking about no MasterCard. All this stuff, right? But the whole demonic purpose behind that is that you are supposed to be a master. You have a master. No man can serve to masters. Right? You can't, you can't, see money, money makes a terrible master, but it makes a wonderful servant. So Jesus is your master, and then you start mastering over money, angels, faith. Those are the three servants. You following this? They work for you they are your servants and all three of them work together that threefold cord operating in your life and for the next tonight tomorrow night and Sunday morning we're going to look at those three but tonight we're going to look at the one that you got to you got to have before anything goes on is faith right so with that, go, go with me to Luke. Are y'all still all right? Look at your neighbor and say, I'm coming out. Look at your other neighbor and say, I'm coming out and staying out. <laughs> Why not today? 
Luke 17. Praise the Lord. Let me know when you're there by saying hallelujah. hallelujah. Let's put our eyes on verse number five. The apostles said unto the Lord, increase our faith. See? There's two ways you increase your faith. By hearing the word and by exercising that word you heard. They're asking Jesus just to do something. Lay your hands on me. Increase my faith. It's not how it works. See? And Jesus says something very profound here. He says, the Lord said, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say unto this sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root and be planted in the sea, and it should obey you. Now, I've taught this here before, but it bears repeating in this time of increase. He says, if you have faith, not the size of a mustard seed, but as a mustard seed, small like a mustard seed, but it will increase. You would say to this sycamine tree, be plucked up by the root. Notice it does not say and be thrown into the sea. It does not say be thrown in the sea. Jesus, when he was talking to Mark chapter 11, he said, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast in the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Jesus did not say this here. He said, If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say unto the sycamine tree, Be plucked up, up by the root, and be planted. Now, how many of you know sycamine trees don't grow in the sea? They grow in the earth. Jesus is saying you can take something that operates naturally physically and you can move it over into the supernatural if you have faith. Faith takes things that operate and grow naturally and moves it over into a supernatural place, and it still produces. That's good. Preach right there. That's good. Got two or three yawns on that. What's going? What's up with that? He's saying if you have faith, he's talking about how you increase. You can't, you can't keep thinking naturally. You got to be thinking you have the ability to speak to something natural and uproot it and put it in the supernatural and watch it flourish over there. That's what God did with you. 
He took you out of the natural and put you into his kingdom and he expects you to flourish right there. Now watch this. It says, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say unto the sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. What is the it there? It should obey you. What is the it? What is the it? Y'all nervous? Your reputation is on the line. If you say something wrong, you're going to feel goofy. Tree don't obey you. A tree don't obey you. That it there is your faith. That tree didn't say, uh-oh. I heard somebody say something. No, faith heard something. The tree responded to the word of faith. When Jesus cursed the fig tree, no man eat fruit from here after, right? He answered the tree's unproductiveness. You understand? It, the, the, the tree was saying, I'm not producing, right? But the tree responded to faith. That's why Jesus said, have faith in God. See, so he's telling them when they're saying the subject is increase our faith, not teach us how to move trees. Now, you, this is a revelation right here, right? It should obey you. That tells me anything that obeys you is serving you. You're his master. Right? Now watch. Verse 7. But which of you, having a servant? Now, faith is, this, faith is this servant. Which of you, having faith as a servant, plowing or feeding cattle, will say unto that servant, faith, by and by, when faith is come from the field, go and sit down to meet. Which of you, having a servant, that, let's just look at that in the natural. Somebody, you, you employ somebody. Somebody works for you. And they're out there working in your field. Right? But they're still on the clock. They, they work salary for you. They, they, forget the clock. They, they, they own salary. And after they're done in there and they come into the house, you don't sit there as the boss and start now waiting on them. You better catch this. Because the church has learned to use their faith out in the field. Leading people to the Lord. 
having evangelistic outreaches, having healing ministries, having all that, but they don't know how to use their faith in the house. They don't know how to use their faith within their own family. You seeing this? Now watch this. Which of you having a servant doing the work out there in the field, plowing, feeding cattle, will say on him by and by when he's come from the field, go and sit down to meet. Now see, this is what, this, this is what we've done. We've come into the church and we've sat down. Pastor, feed me. I need more faith. Because I'm working the field out there. And it's been outreach, 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 outreach. And that's, hey, we need to be doing that. You, you better have faith out there. You talking to some of them crazy folk out there, you better have your faith in gear. But you're not just to come back in here and just say with your faith, all right, now, feed my faith. Feed my faith. No, you're supposed to come in here and let faith feed you. In other words, when pastor is challenging you, when I come in here and I challenge you, you hear that and you say, Lord have mercy. Glory be to God. And you just add your faith to that. You keep faith working in the house because you want faith working in your house. Boy, this is good right here. See, now look at this. Which of you having a servant or faith working for you, plowing or feeding cattle, will say unto him by and by when he's come from the field, go and sit down to meet, and will not rather say unto faith, what you doing? You, it ain't, it ain't, you, you're not just for out there. You're supposed to be working in here. Make ready wherewith I may sup and gird. That's food, clothes, and serve me. Faith is a servant. Oh, my God. It will obey you if you say it in faith, believing you receive what you say. It will begin to move. And will not rather say unto faith, Make ready wherewith I may sup and gird thyself and serve me, Till I've eaten and drunken, and afterward, afterward, when I've used when I've used my faith to get my house in order, I've used my faith out there to help reach out and advance the kingdom, and at the same time, God is rewarding me in my house. After all that's done, then faith, we gonna feed you because I need. We gotta feed you. That's right. You seeing this? <laughs> Does he thank faith because he did the things that were what? Oh, faith, thank you, faith, thank you, faith. No, 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 that's a law. It's a spiritual law. You thank God. Faith is just doing what God has set up. You don't worship faith. You worship God. You seeing this? 
Does he thank that servant because he did the things that were commanded him? I trow not. I believe not. It's Jesus. So likewise ye, when you shall have done all those things which are commanded you. Now it's talking about faith being commanded. And when faith does what it's supposed to do, it doesn't sit there and, and, and say, oh, look what faith did. No, that's just what faith does. And it says, so likewise you, when you shall have done all the things which are commanded you. I, in other words, God gives you assignments to do, knowing that you are a master. He's the master. He's the master of masters. He's the king of kings. He's the God of little g-gods. Come on now, stay with me. This is good stuff here. It says here, So likewise ye, when you shall have done the things which are commanded you, say, oh, we just did what we were supposed to do. Because we know it's God's power. To God be the glory. We have done that which was our duty. Should I stop? Faith is a servant. He that is despised and has faith is better than he that honors himself and lacks bread. Now watch this. It is good. Changed my life. Matthew. One more place here. I know it's Thursday night. And uh, we just get Holy Ghost wild in here tomorrow night. But why not now? Some of you, you're right at the edge of that diving board again. I know you are by the Spirit. You've been off that diving board before. But see, there's something different about this diving board. It's not at 10 feet anymore. That thing's jacked up to about 50 feet, and you're up there like, oh, Jesus. But you have the experience of the 10-footer. And you remember, oh, Jesus, what do we do here? What do we do here? But you went ahead and dove. And you was glad you did. But God's got you on the same diving board. You're only higher. Yeah. But you're going to make a big splash. Big splash. Matthew chapter 8. Let's look at verse number 5. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, 
there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, saying, Lord, my. Okay, now, 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 stick with me here. Now that we know that there's three main servants that we are to master over. Faith, angels, money, right? And tonight, because we're teaching on faith, right? I want you to see something that will stir your spiritual life. Let's read this servant as faith. And watch what unveils, right? Because there's many Christians that come in this condition. And when Jesus was entered in Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion, beseeched him, saying, Lord, my faith lies at home sick of no action. Have you ever got to that place where you started out like a blaze of fire? Come on now, and you just you just knew it was going to happen before the month was over, but it didn't. But it didn't. Come on, and, and it tried it tried it tried it tried it tried to pull the rug out from underneath you, right? Come on. And all of a sudden. When Pastor Jonathan or Pastor Kim is up here preaching, stirring the waters, you're sitting there with your action in, in, in a paralyzed position. Even though you're shouting, even though you're amen in it, maybe even running the aisle, but deep down in there where faith abides, something is holding you back, right? Because that system is trying to... Bring fear and crowd out your faith to where you won't do anything anymore. And you'll start thinking, well, that was when I was a baby Christian. I gave like that. Now I've grown up and I understand you don't do that. You started out hitting that thing. Don't stop now. Yeah, but I did that and about lost everything. Now, you about lost what? Your faith is sick. Your faith is paralyzed. But I got good news for you. All it takes is one word in a camp meeting to raise that paralyzed faith. I feel the Holy Ghost coming in here. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost coming in here. You feel that shoot through here? Why not now? Why not now? Your faith get back where it needs to be. On the cutting edge. On the leading edge. Fear no evil.
Guard your heart with all diligence. Guard your faith with all diligence. For out of that heart, out of that heart, out of your mouth and heart comes the issues of life. Everything that pertains to health, wealth, and bountifulness, you got to guard your heart with all diligence. Devil tries to paralyze your action. Man, it's hot in here. Florida hot. Man. And when Jesus was entered in Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my faith lies at home is sick because it has no action. I can't get it moving like I got it moving before. And I'm grievously tormented. I got all this seed in the ground. I've been a faithful tither. I help out around the church all I can. I'm doing best I can with my kids. I don't, but Lord, I need some help here. I, I, you got you to get me back in motion. I need a word. The same kind of word you gave me that just launched me out into the deep before. I need something that'll get me to jump off this 50-foot diving board. I can't stay here anymore. I got to go where you're taking me. I got a journey. I ain't buying their water no more. Shout somebody shouting it. <laughs> I remember one time. We were living in the Alpha House, so we'd only been born again three or four years. We've been born again almost three years. I've been corrected. Despise not the chastening of Mama Alberta. We had everything screaming. Everything screaming. You understand? Everything screaming. I was grievously tormented. And I'm walking through the living room of the Alpha House. And the word of the Lord came to me. He said, Philip, you're losing your expectancy. I fired back. Well, that's easy for you to say. You ain't never had to expect for anything. Say that to the Lord. God can handle it. He took me to Hebrews 10. And verse number 12. But this man, that's Jesus, 
after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God from henceforth, expecting till his enemies be made under Philip's feet. You don't think I'm in expectation? I'm expecting you to put the devil in his place. I did my part. I'm waiting for you to do your part. And all of heaven is waiting to back you up. And one word from God. And my faith got back where it needed to be. Come on, somebody. One word from God. Some of you have been in here and you've just been barely hanging on. You know too much to quit. But your faith has lost the action that it once had. I'm here tonight to stir your waters up again. God sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all their destructions. A word in due season, how good is it? like apples of gold and, yeah, and silver. Stands out. Something I said just stands out. Not that I said it. God said it through me. Something, something I said just pricked your spirit. Something, something I said just caused something inside you to leap. Something inside, something I said made something happen on the inside and it just rattled your soul like, what? Did God be for me? Who can be against me? Matthew 8. When Jesus was entered in Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion, beseeched him, saying, Lord, my faith lies at home, sick with no action, and is grievously tormenting my life. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal your faith. Is anybody seeing that? How would Jesus heal faith with a word? How many times you come into the house of God and you say, God, if you don't speak to me today, that's it. That's it. Right? If you don't say something to me today, and boy, I mean, God met you, boom. Come on. God met you, and you're just like, my God. You know, and then you get, then you get to this place in life where you can't do that. You just got to know. Come on. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my faith shall jump back into action. <laughs> Ooh, glory to God, I'm happy. 
Where's this centurion? How's he, how's he operating in this revelation? He explains it. For I'm a man under authority, and I got soldiers under me. And I say to this man, I need some action out of you. Get your action going. Go. And he puts action to what I said. See, he's dealing with faith that's paralyzed. But I know that if I give a command, they put action, they get moving (laughs) under the realm of authority I'm in. How many of you know faith without corresponding action is dead? Come on now. And you got to keep beginning to possess when God has begun to give. Come on now. You got to keep action no matter no matter what it looks like. While we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. They're subject to change. But the things which are not seen, they are eternal. I was telling Pastor Jonathan, you know, you get people to step out in faith. You know, I, I, I even posted this. I said, when you step out in faith, now keep walking. Some people step out and then they stop. It doesn't say we step by faith and not by sight. It says we walk by faith and not by sight. Praise God that you stepped out. But now once you stepped out, you got to keep the action going. And if you find your legs not wanting to move, God will send the word to you and get you. He will order your steps. He will die. Well, I felt the Holy Ghost on that thing. Well, I did that last week. Yeah, but that was that step. Now you got to have this step. Then you got to have this step. Then you gotta have this step. I feel a back up of us. For I'm a man under authority. This how this how I know this will work. Because I've made it in the natural realm to a position that I have people under me. And when I command them, I know by my rank. I know by my authority. I know by my position that I stand in. They ain't going to argue with me. They're not going to say I don't feel like it. They ain't going to say, well, if I have time. Man, a whole lot of stuff coming out here. (laughs) But I got a problem here. I got my faith at home won't move. I can't get it to move. I'm not operating in a realm that you're operating in. I need some help here. Because in the realm that I operate in, I know how to deal with that. See, that's been the problem with the church. 
We know how to operate in this natural realm. And we haven't learned our authority and how to operate in that realm in which we have been birthed into. See? Now watch this. For I'm a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this man, go, and he puts action to it and goes. I say to another one, come, he puts action to it and comes. And to my servant, good God Almighty, to my servant, do this. I said this to my faith, do this. And he did it, but now I got a problem. I saw how my servant worked in times past. But I can't get it moving right now. Lord have mercy. You know what? You, 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 know, you know why a lot of times faith looks paralyzed? It's because there's a level of obedience that you're not willing to go into that God is sitting there. He's, he's trying to even speak it to you, but, but, but fear of, oh, Jesus. I, I did a belly flop when I went off that 10-foot. And you're tasking me 50-foot? 50, 50 oh, Lord, have mercy. I could sit here and tell you story after story after story of going off the 10 foot, the 20, the 50, the 100. This year, we, this year, this year we've gotten crazy. We stay crazy. You have to stay crazy in your giving. You're, you're walking on the water. You're, you're living in a supernatural place. But see, a lot of people, they don't stay consistent in radical expectancy which requires radical uh, obedience all the time because they get budget-minded. They get looking at their paycheck. They get looking at what, what, what time of the, of, of the month it is when, when this is doing that, and they get back over in that Babylon. you got to despise that. There has to come a place where you sit there and say, look, look, look. If, it, if I go down... I go down. I said this last night. If I go down, I go down. Why sit we here till we die? My servant, I used to say, I used to tell my servant to do it, and it would work. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them. That follow. Verily I say unto you, I've not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. Well, he just said he has his faith sick. How did he go from faith sick to great faith? There is no word spoken yet other than Jesus saying, I will come and heal him. 
That's all future tense. So how did he go from sick faith to great faith? He recognized that all it took to transform from faith that has no action into great faith, speak it. People think you're nuts being in church on Thursday night. But if you recognize the power of the spoken word, come on now. It'll take faith that has no action and move it into great faith. Great faith. Now watch this. And I say unto you that many shall come from the east and west and shall sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out in the outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. In other words, people work in faith. People ain't working faith. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go. The King James says, Go thy way. Thy way is not in the Greek. The NIV and the Amplified, they all just say, go. In other words, he told, he told Jesus, I say go, they go. I say do, and they do. I say come, and they come. Speak the word. Jesus speaks a two-letter word. And it took somebody from sick, paralyzed faith into great faith. That quick. Go! Look at, look at, uh, flip over there to verse 28. And when he was coming to the other side, in the country of the Gergesenes, there met him two possessed with devils coming out of tombs exceeding fierce, so that no man might pass by that way. And behold, they cried out, saying, What have we to do with these, Jesus, thou Son of God? Are you come hither to, to, mourn, to torment us before the time? And there was a good way off from them a herd of many swine feeding. So the devils besought him, saying, If you cast us out, suffer us to go into the herd of the swine. And he said unto them, Is it red letters? The only red letters there. The only red letters there. Go! Faith is a servant. You seeing this? All right, let's close this out. Verse 13, Jesus said unto the centurion, Go! And as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee, and his faith was healed in the self-same hour. Why not now? Why not, why not now get back on your vision? Why not now start, start getting back, back dreaming like you're supposed to be? Come on, why not now get, you, get your obedience level back right? Why not now get your partnerships right? 
Come on, why not now get your tithing like it's supposed to be? Come on now, why not now pay on that vow like you made that thing? Come on now, why not now? Why not now? Get that thing going on in here. See? In the message translation, let me read it. You gonna let me read it? I don't know where it's at. Put it up there. Where is it? Huh? Verse 10. Take it back, Jesus said, I've yet to come across this kind of simple trust in Israel. Great faith, simple trust. The very people who are supposed to know all about God and how he works. He that is despised and has faith is better than he that honors himself. Good God Almighty. It's, it's, I, I feel it in here. It's challenge night. Some of you need to sow a seed tonight to break. I mean, God been, God been, God been jarring your cage all night. It's time to come out of that cage. It's time for your faith to get alive again. It doesn't take long. That's, that's, that's the beauty of, you know, somebody that lifts weights all the time, right, and then goes without lifting weights. It's easy for them to get back into it because they know how. They know the exercise versus somebody that had never done it before. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? And, and where we're going in the next two services, you need your faith active, right? Don't, why, why, don't, 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 don't allow nervousness to stop you from jumping off. Don't, don't, don't allow it. Whatever he says unto you, not whatever you think, whatever he says to you, you do it. And if you do that, faith will come alive and that is your connector to the supernatural. 72-hour miracles. I mean, Pastor Jonathan comes in my condo yesterday. Wasn't it yesterday? Day before yesterday. The, the guy talking about the Jaguar. Tuesday. Mom Alberta been seeing that Jag every time we stay in that condo, right? And Pastor Jonathan pulls in, and a guy comes out and says, "Hey, you know," and they get talking, and he said, "This guy said I want he wants to sell this thing." And Pastor Jonathan says, "You know, hey, uh, I know somebody that likes that. We, 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 we want to buy it." Comes up and tells me, I go down and look at it. It's 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 okay, you know. It's there, you know. It's all right. Going to have to do some things to it, 
you know, but I'm rich, I can do that. And then, you know, I come back and something inside just says, hey, hey, just check out the price range. And when I do, I find one in Orlando. Nice. Nice. I didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't know Orlando traffic. That's, that's, a, that's that ain't right. <laughs> Mickey need to get that thing together over there. <laughs> but it's sitting right out here, right? And it's just a car. It's just a car. It's not all that. It's not, it's not some, you know, we got, we got two brands, I got new ones at home, you know. But it's, it's just what she wanted. This the year she wanted. And, and, and so on and so forth, you know, I'll throw a little more in, you know, I'll spruce it up a little more, you know. That's just what, it, you know, just what you got to do, right? What's a 72-hour miracle? Uh, then, well, that's because you rich, you just come down here, you just go buy a Jaguar, and, and just now you're trying to tell this 72 it's just you, 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 you're not catching it. You're not catching it. I don't want to be paying for water that belongs to me. See, come on now. Hallelujah. Are you going to dive? Are you going to use your faith? See, this is a faith church. This is a faith church. Not a church that teaches faith from time to time. This is a faith church. We don't tolerate doubt and unbelief. You got to have a positive confession in line with the word of God. You believe you receive. Faith cometh by hearing. Faith without works is dead. All that stuff you're taught in this place. But you can get in, 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 so close to your miracle. And all of a sudden your faith just starts to just sputter. That's a good word, right? But God sent me in here tonight to stir the waters. Now what's left is your obedience. What's left is your obedience. That's all, you know. There, there ain't no magic here. I'll be laying hands on you before, we, before, we, before, we, before I head out of here. Right? But some of you, you just need to operate in your faith tonight. The word has been sent. You just need to listen to God now and obey it. You understand that? He's already shot through this place. My goodness. Amen? Hallelujah. 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 Do what he tells you to do. Just say, here I go. I used to, I used to jump off bridges. I was a heathen. Jump off bridges. High bridges. Over water. Good thing there's over water. And, you know, you get to this place where you just like, are you going to do this or not? If I would jump off a bridge with alcohol and drugs in my 
system just to build my reputation as a tough guy. How much more for God when he says, Philip, I want you to do this. I want you to do that. See, we've given away 36 vehicles. We just gave away a, a Mustang just a couple of weeks ago. You understand, you understand what I'm saying? So we're reaping harvest all the time. And, you know, that jag out there, Lady over with a hand up. We, we, you got a, You got a question? Say, <laughs> 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 my faith is healed, brother Philip. My faith is healed. <laughs> Verse thirteen in the message. Go back to Matthew 8, verse 13. This will bless everybody, Mom Alberta says. Matthew 8, 13 in the message. Then Jesus turned to the captain and said, Go, what you believe could happen has happened. And at that moment, his faith became well. That's good. Hallelujah. Pastor Jonathan. 